0: I am Bill McMurdo, and this is Kingdom Wealth Podcast. Uh, I'm excited about this message because it's something that we can apply to our own lives. It's something that we can take hold of and begin to use in our own walk with God. And I've been speaking a lot lately about Solomon, and I want to just look at something about Solomon. The title of this message is Wisdom is a magnet. Okay, Wisdom will magnetize to you the wealth, the riches, the resources, the people that you need in your life to fulfill God's purpose. Okay, Of course, wisdom has to work in conjunction with favor, and wisdom will actually bring favor to you. So let's look at 1 Kings chapter 3. It says, And Solomon made affinity with Pharaoh king of Egypt, and took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her into the city of David until he had made an end of building his own house and the house of Yahweh and the wall of Jerusalem round about. It says, only the people sacrificed in high places because there was no house built unto the name of Yahweh until those days. So up until that point, people were sacrificing in the high places. And it says, and Solomon loved Yahweh, walking in the statutes of David his father. Only he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the great high place. A thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar, a big offering. And we note here that God responded to that. Verse four, in sorry, verse five. In Gibeon Yahweh appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. What a great response from the Lord. What a great uh, a great author from the Lord to Solomon. Ask what you want. Tell me what you want. Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said, thou hast showed unto thy servant David my father great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And now, O Yahweh my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father. And I am but a little child, I know not how to go out or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude." Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart, a hearing heart, to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this, thy so great a people? Now, Solomon could have asked for anything, but he asked to be a better leader, a wise leader, an understanding, knowledgeable, uh, discerning leader. And it says, and the speech pleased Yahweh, pleased the Lord, that Solomon had asked this thing. The speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. In other words, you chose wisdom, you chose discernment, you chose understanding. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. Uh, and, and that's talking really about the old covenant. That's talking about under that covenant, because Jesus himself said, a greater one than Solomon is here. And of course, Jesus is our wisdom. And in fact, the, the wisdom that God gave Solomon was, was his own wisdom. Um, so therefore, um, you know, it, it, the wisdom was Jesus, or God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Now, watch this. I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. And then he promises him long life. He says, if thou wilt walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. What, what Solomon didn't ask for, he asked for wisdom, God gave him that. The wisdom magnetized the rest. Okay? Because wisdom was the key to the rest. And we see that in Proverbs. All these things, riches, honor, favor, Uh, long life they come through wisdom so Solomon asked for the thing that magnetized the rest now I'm I'm not sure he knew that when he asked for it but it pleased Yahweh it pleased the Lord that he asked for wisdom and then and I think it pleased the Lord partly because God knew that with wisdom that's the key to the rest of the stuff that he could have asked for directly but was given to him indirectly. Why? Because wisdom is a magnet. Wisdom magnetizes blessings towards you. Solomon awoke, behold, it was a dream, and so on. Now, let's go to chapter 4. So King Solomon was king over all Israel. And then it tells us the princes which he had. And he had 12 officers, verse 7, over all all, um, Israel. And look at verse 6 first, it says, Adoniram, the son of Abda, was over the tribute. The tribute means the offerings, the gifts, the the donations, we could say. You see, what happened when Solomon was made king is that the donations, the offerings, the gifts, the tributes began to flow. Solomon's wealth was uh, made up in a large measure by tribute money, okay? By offerings, by donations. Okay, why? Because wisdom magnetized the wealth. You see, what I'm trying to get across to here, it's so important to get this, is that the wiser you are, the wealthier you will be. So wisdom is the principal thing. Now, we're not just doing it just just to go after money. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is if you have financial needs, then what you have to do is increase in wisdom. If you have financial obligations, what you have to do is is increasing wisdom, and and when I talk about financial obligations, I'm not just talking about just money, just cash. I'm talking about uh, you may have a business, you may have a household, you may have a ministry, you may have a church, you may have an enterprise that, and you may be paying other people. You may be, you know, you have to fund that. We have to fund stuff in this life, and God has ordained that those who are in the ministry should receive uh, from that ministry, and of course largely that comes through donations, gifts, offerings. And what I'm trying to get across to here is this, is that the key to growing and increasing in that is to increase in wisdom. In other words, you cannot afford to neglect wisdom or treat wisdom as a low priority. You have to grow in wisdom. Now, wisdom, of course, Jesus is our wisdom, um, but we have to go after it in the sense of we can't just be blasé and say, well, you know, I'm I, I'm already wise. Jesus is my wisdom. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm so good. I'm so wonderful. We're not talking about that. We're talking about pursuing wisdom because we're supposed to go and read the book of Proverbs, crying out for wisdom, um, loving wisdom, making wisdom close to us, okay? Loving wisdom, loving wisdom. That whole dimension of wisdom, because wisdom is the magnet that brings all the blessings. Let me say that again: wisdom is the magnet that brings all the blessings. And as you actively pursue a relationship with wisdom, the Bible calls her Lady Wisdom. It personalizes wisdom. As you actually do that, you then it, it, it deepens your walk with God, your relationship with God. And it's Lady Wisdom that brings the blessings to you as you delight in her company. Okay? Now, it says, King Solomon was king over all Israel. Then, verse 70, 12 officers over all Israel, which provided victuals, food, in other words, for the king and his household, each man his month in a year, made provision. Once, once, once every, month, every month he had different people providing the food. And he gives the names of them. We're not going to read them out. Read it yourself, 1 Kings chapter 4. Remember what it says, verse 20 Judah and Israel were many, as the sand which is by the sea in multitude, eating and drinking and making merry. They were blessed. Why were they blessed? Because Solomon chose wisdom. His choice of wisdom made him a magnet, and it didn't just magnetize wealth to him personally. Other people go in on the blessing. You see, when you choose wisdom, when you make wisdom a priority, it means that those who are in your blessing circle, those who favour your righteous cause, those who are your tribe, they get blessed too. Okay? To live a life where you shun wisdom is to consign yourself to a substandard existence, but also can affect those around you. You know, when they realize you're stupid, they'll leave you. But even if they stay with you, they're not going to be living life to their full potential either, all right? So, uh, Judah and Israel were many, and they were eating, drinking, and making merry. Solomon reigned, verse 21, over all kingdoms, <coughs> excuse me, from the river, which is Euphrates, to the land of the Philistines and to the border of Egypt. They brought presents. They brought donations. They brought tribute, okay, and served Solomon all the days of his life. Why did that happen? Because wisdom is a magnet. Wisdom is a magnet for blessing. When you're walking in the fullness of wisdom that God has called you to walk in, ordained you to walk in, when you walk in that, then what's going to happen is that wisdom in you Wisdom operating in you, through you, is going to magnetize the blessings all around you, towards you. And you know, Solomon's reach was was very far. Yours will be too. As you grow in wisdom, that magnet grows in strength. As you grow in wisdom, that magnet grows in strength and power and reach. We need to be people who are known for functioning and, and wisdom. Solomon was famed throughout the world for his wisdom. That's why people came. That's why they brought tribute. They were astonished at his wisdom. People should be astonished at your wisdom. You should be known for your wisdom. And let me tell you, when you are, they'll bring donations, they'll bring tribute. Now, let me just say this this is not a calling. To, to think, well, you know, I can use God's wisdom to make something of myself, to be somebody. That's not what we're talking about here, okay? We're, we're not talking about you pursuing these things for selfish reasons. We're talking about it just being a reality that you walk in, and it is one of God's ways. You see, the Bible says that God has ordained that those who preach the gospel should make their living from the gospel. Well, folks... The gospel is the wisest thing you can possibly preach. Amen? The Bible says, he that winneth souls is wise. Uh, Some verses have it the other way, he that is wise wins souls. And and the point is this, is that wisdom is the gospel. Amen? The gospel of salvation through Christ. Well, you, you can't get wiser than respond to that and start following Jesus. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom ought to be something that you study, meditate, uh, and make a decision to life, a lifelong decision, a decision that all your life you will have a relationship with wisdom. That isn't just a casual one, okay? Isn't just a casual one. Now, they served Solomon, they brought him gifts, uh, served them all the days. Solomon's provision for one day was then it lists all his provision, um, you know, that that, that his, his house would eat. Now, verse 25, Judah and Israel dwelt safely every man under his vine and under his fig tree from Dan even to Beersheba all the days of Solomon. In other words, prosperity belonged to everybody. It was everybody's portion in Judah and Israel because Solomon chose wisdom and made himself a magnet. You make yourself a magnet, and you can be a blessing to multitudes. Okay, multitudes came, nations came, kings came to Solomon, and paid tribute. They will do that to the body of Christ when the body of Christ gets its act together. Now, that's always probably going to be a remnant. Let's be realistic, because not everybody's going to walk in this. And you get you get people now that. They aren't walking in wisdom. I don't want anything to do with money. I don't want wealth. I don't want bless, the, the financial blessings. Oh, no, 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 no. Folks, that ain't wisdom. That's stupidity. There is no anointing by the Holy Spirit to be stupid. But there is an anointing where you can walk in the wisdom of God and see the blessings of that wisdom functioning and operating in your life because wisdom is a magnet. Wisdom will magnetize to you everything you need, require, desire because you walk in, in wisdom and you pursue wisdom to the point where you, you understand how to get the stuff you want. But, but step one is embrace wisdom. Okay, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. In other words, not just wisdom, understanding, knowledge, in other words, and, and listen, we're not talking about intellectual stuff here. We're talking about an intellectual knowledge that is uh, saturated with wisdom. Solomon had great knowledge of plants and animal life and so on, but he, he wanted a discerning heart, a heart of wisdom. And, you know, knowledge is a great thing to add to that. Amen. If you just go after knowledge, in other words, stuff your head full of data, then you can end up being really dumb, wisdom-wise, even though you know a million facts. Okay? So, now watch this. God gave Solomon, verse 29, 1 Kings 4, wisdom and understanding, exceeding much and largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. And Solomon's wisdom Excelled the wisdom of all the children of the East Country and all the wisdom of Egypt. And of course, that means all the world's wisdom. Egypt is a metaphor for the world. For he was wiser than all men, than Ethan the Israelite, and Heman and Calcol and Darda, the sons of Mahol, and his fame was in all nations round about. Solomon had great renown, had great fame, he had a reputation because of. Wisdom, And notice that, the, that God gave him the wisdom. It was a gift, a gift of God. And you and I are enjoined to, to seek wisdom, to, to pursue wisdom, to, to, to get wisdom. Okay, it's not just a passive thing. Okay, oh, yeah, give me some wisdom, Lord. Just, uh, lay some wisdom on me, Lord, that'd be great. No, we have a relationship with wisdom which really means we have a relationship with the Lord, okay? We have a relationship with God that we want to know what God knows. See, if you knew what God knows, you'd never be broken another day in your life. If you knew what God knows, you'd never be sick another day in your life. If you knew what God knows, the whole world would know that you how special and wonderful and amazing you are. Not because of your, your own self, but because of what God is doing in your life. If you knew what God knows, you'd be the most blessed person in the universe. And here's the glorious truth. You can. You can know what God knows. Uh, and you can know it from his word. You can know it by his spirit. You can know it by revelation. You can know it by wisdom. You can know it by all the different ways, if you like, and streams that God will pour into your heart and mind and understanding what he knows and what, what the ability, if you like that he has, and that he can give you. Some of that is supernatural. All of it is supernatural. But, you know, God can even enhance maybe a natural gift in that you yeah. have. Amen? So what I'm trying to say to you is, wisdom is available. And wisdom is the magnet for all the things that you need to attract. Now, we talk a lot about the law of attraction. People talk about that. And we're not talking really about that. We're not talking about New Age stuff or or watered-down stuff, because all that that stuff, you know, that's on a mental level, and if it's not done by the Holy Spirit, that law of attraction stuff, and they go some other spiritual route, then you are be talking about darkness and demonic. Okay? You're really talking about magic and witchcraft. Uh, but they're just uh, poor counterfeits of the law of faith. Okay? And the prayer of faith. And, you know, When I say wisdom is the magnet, I'm not talking about the law of attraction that people understand. I'm talking about something way, way more superior than that and something that is godly and biblical. Okay, because when you pursue wisdom, all that other stuff pursues you. Okay? When the Lord is your shepherd, goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life. You don't need to follow them. They're they're running after you. They're overtaken you. Now watch what it says. His wisdom exceeded all these people. He spake 3,000 proverbs and his songs were 1,005. He spoke of trees uh, from the cedar tree that is in Lebanon to the hyssop that springs out of the wall. He knew about all that stuff. He had great knowledge. He spoke of beasts and fowl and creeping things and fishes. Now watch this, verse 34. There came of all people to hear the wisdom of Solomon. From all kings of the earth which had heard of his wisdom. People came. Rulers came. Kings came. Other kings came. Why? Because wisdom is a magnet. The wisdom that God gave Solomon that was in him. We, we could maybe call that an anointing if you will. You know, an anointing upon him. Uh, and in our uh, dispensation, the new covenant, we can walk in anointings. And we can walk in mantle. Uh, and, but, but, but wisdom is something that the Bible says Jesus is our wisdom. In other words, it's not just something that comes on us, it's, it's something that's within our spirit man. It's, it's, it's part of us, it's, it's hardwired into our hard drive, in our spirit man. And people came to Solomon. And when they came, they, gave, they brought tribute, they brought donations, they brought gifts. Then it, the, chapter 5 talks about Hiram or Hiram. Then we go on to looking at uh, the, uh, the, the, the prayer in the temple and so on. I want us just to flip over in the time we've got left to First Kings chapter 10. And it says, when the Queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with hard questions. And then it says this, it says, he answered her questions. The Queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom and the house he had built and the meat of his table, the food that he served up. The sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers, how they, uh, they stood and attended to him, and their apparel, their clothing, and his cupbearers, or butlers, and his ascent by which he went up into the house of the Lord. It says there was no more spirit in her. She fainted. It was just, everything was excellence. She came. She's a wealthy woman. And she came and gave him great tribute. And he blessed her also. What I'm trying to show you here is that wisdom magnetized the Queen of Sheba and all the other kings that came, all the other rulers that came. She gave the king 120 talents of gold, which is hundreds of millions of pounds worth, minimum, in today's money. And it says, the weight of gold, verse 14 1 Kings 10 verse 14. The weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was 603 score and six talents of gold. I'm talking billions. Billions. Beside that he had of the merchant men and of the traffic of the spice merchants merchants, of all the kings of Arabia and of the governors of the country. They brought him. Tribute. They came to him. They came to him to learn of his wisdom. All his drinking vessels, verse 21, were of gold. And it says here, it tells us in 1 Kings that Solomon made silver and gold very common in Israel. There was so much coming in. Look what it says in verse 23. So King Solomon exceeded all the kings of the earth for riches and for wisdom. And all the earth sought to Solomon to hear his wisdom, to which God had put in his heart. They came to get the wisdom because one word from Solomon could change your life forever. One word from Solomon, one proverb could make you rich. One little piece of advice, one little jewel that fell from his mouth could transform your existence. And that's why they came. And they realized they were in the presence of greatness and they realized they had to pay tribute. Look what it says here. They brought... Every man has present. Vessels of silver, vessels of gold, garments, armor, spices, horses and mules. It says in verse 27, the king made silver to be in Jerusalem with stones. In other words, so common. What's happening here? God is magnetizing the wealth of the nations to come to Solomon. Why? How, in other words, The why and the how is the wisdom of God. You have access to wisdom far greater than Solomon ever had because you have the new covenant. Solomon didn't even have, you know, he had very limited access to God's word. He wrote some of it, of course. But you and I have got 66 books. Solomon didn't have that. You and I have the spirit of God indwelling us. You and I have a a better covenant than Solomon. Solomon was the pinnacle, the apex, the the, the top of the old covenant. But you and I have a better covenant built in better promises. And and we can read about Solomon. Sadly, we read about how he started off so well, but then fell away. And that itself gives us a bit of wisdom, a bit of insight, a bit of understanding. The point is this. Wisdom magnetizes the blessings. Wisdom magnetizes the wealth. Wisdom magnetizes the gold and silver. Wisdom will make you rich. And wisdom will help you handle the wealth, handle the riches, handle the silver and gold in a wise and understanding way so that it doesn't uh, grab a hold of you and turn you into somebody who's uh, pierced through with many sorrows because of greed and covetousness. You will use the wisdom, sorry, you will use the, the wealth to build the kingdom and fund the kingdom and fund ministries and churches and projects and initiatives that the Lord tells you to invest in. Wisdom makes you a magnet. Wisdom magnetizes the wealth of a nation. Go read Isaiah chapter 60, verse 5. The wealth of a nation shall come to you. And I put it to you very simply. It ain't coming without wisdom, but it will come through wisdom. We need to be people of wisdom. We need to be people who understand it to be wise and to grow in being wise, to grow in wisdom, to grow in understanding of God, His Word, the Holy Spirit, revelation, knowledge, all of these wonderful things. To grow in that is to make ourselves more powerful, stronger magnets for blessings. We're not doing it just so we can have stuff. Because wisdom is its own reward in many ways. To be wise is its own reward. And you know, the, the wisdom of God is not going to make you weary and sorrowful. It's not going to make you, uh, you know, jaded. And Solomon did get jaded. And he, and, and he got, um, you know, he ended up, wisdom was boring to him, I think, in the end. But wisdom is exciting. And wisdom is something that we should be pursuing a relationship with. And the Bible says Jesus is our wisdom. So this is an invitation to get to know Jesus better. This is an invitation to get to know the one whose wisdom can change your life. Just one little thought. One word from God can change your life forever. One sentence can set you on a whole different direction in life. If you purpose in your heart to give your life to pursuing wisdom, wisdom is the principal thing. So follow wisdom, pursue wisdom, seek wisdom, and it will change you because wisdom is a magnet. It is the only magnet that you really need to concern yourself with. You get all these get-rich-quick schemes and all these things, uh, or you know all the different things that they have—law of attraction and. All that stuff. They're all just either counterfeits or watered down versions. Understanding that the blessing of God, the favour of God, they all function as we walk in the wisdom of God. So therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. The Lord bless you till next time. Amen.